therapy too good bro they're so diverse they're really fucking good shout outs to group therapy uh Welcome to the Ace Podcast, where we talk all things art, culture, and entertainment, but more specifically, pop culture, entertainment. I am your regular co-host, Will. With me, I have my regular co-host, Aaron. Say what's up. What's up? What's good, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, we yeah, we, we, good to be back. we back at it again <laughs> at Krispy Kreme. Um, going to do some some reactions today, because I think that's a, a hilarious thing to incorporate now into, into the show process, I guess, before we start talking about these fan films and tv shows let me hold up i'll pull the kingdom one first yes share that audio all right so you just informed me that we have a trailer for kingdom of the planet of the apes which i knew about and i still need to finish that watching that fucking trilogy because i've heard it's great um but yeah i am i'm very curious about this because it's the first one that's not directed by matt reeves but it's a does i think setting up a new trilogy first one wasn't directed by matt reeves either rise you're right it wasn't rise wasn't but the other two were was it dawn and dawn uh, and uh not dusk war war the planet of the apes yeah dawn and war were matt reeves who did the first one do you remember uh rupert wyatt i want to say okay i think you're right all right anyways let's uh let's do this let's see what this is all about Please tell me this is not a monkey that's talking. Very interesting. It look, I mean, it looks very strong. Okay, the director is Wes Ball. Um, it looks similar in style to the other ones. I've never seen War to this day. I've only seen the first two. I would like to watch. Yeah, I need to. I saw. I think I've seen most of Rise. Uh, the, okay, so it's the director of the Maze Runner trilogy. So I know. I'm, takes place after uh-huh. the original trilogy like years later. yeah this is after war but that motherfucker looks just like caesar he looks exactly like him he does they look just i think the difference is the eyes caesar had more intense eyes than than this new guy um so i'm wondering are they building up to just a proper remake of planet because you have it looks like the foundation for like a, I mean, it could honestly go much longer if they wanted to, but you could do like a six part start to finish epic where it ends with just a direct remake, a, a direct modern remake of Planet of the Apes. Cause the last one we got was a uh, Tim Burton's in like 2000, 2001. Was it 2000, 2001? Somewhere around there. I've never seen that one to be honest. Okay. Yeah, so I, I've seen like the end. Yeah, exactly. Even Watch Mode just like looks like we're getting closer to the 68 original timeline. Mm. Um, it's weird to think that this is a franchise at this point, too. Oh, shit. We got a, we got a Hiroyuki Sonata movie called Shogun. That seems mm. like that could be interesting. But no, I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on this. this. This is shaping up to be real interesting. I don't know. You got. What are your thoughts about uh, the Kingdom trailer? This came out of nowhere. I did not see this coming at all. Yeah, this came out today. I think it looks good. I think it looks cool. I think it's interesting that the apes are full on talking now and not using like silent. Yeah, there's definitely generations better. And then humans definitely seem like the more primitive minority species. Yeah, we see them getting hunted and everything, kind of like OG planets. So I'm 
Okay. I think this will do either one of two things. It will either be, this will be, you know, that you have a prequel trilogy and then you have, uh, it'll be a new trilogy and it'll end with planet, like proper planet uh, and a new adaptation of that. Or it's like a origin trilogy, a prequel trilogy, and then a planet trilogy. Mm where they take that story and just needlessly expand it across three movies. Now, I wonder if they were to do a planet trilogy, will that take place years after this new kingdom trilogy? Or would this be like directly following that? That's, that's, I, I think, uh-huh. No, I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. I, I think that uh, if they did a, a like solely planet trilogy, I wonder if it would follow the because it's based off a, isn't it based off a book? Yeah, it's based off a novel from sixty three. Oh. Planet Monkey Planet. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah, it didn't have any sequels. It just had a shit ton of adaptations. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah. 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 So they they could use like they could do a new planet trilogy that like maybe the first and, and second fully adapts that book it's not a long book is it how many pages is it? is it i don't know it doesn't say um and then just like go beyond with like the resolution for that oh that's what it is the original film series had uh five movies oh it was planet beneath the planet escape from the planet conquest of the planet and battle for the planet. So I could imagine if I'm guessing if they do like the end of this trilogy just being planet, they could do a new trilogy that basically remakes those other four movies but kind of truncates it cuz Escape, Conquest and Battle are some really strong titles. These movies have really good titles. Yeah. Like I don't even hold you. these titles are fucking Yeah, dope. I've never seen the OGs before. So I'd be curious. I I haven't either. That could be that could be something that, that you could do for for real rejects. Do the uh, the original Planet of the Apes, or do some of the some of the reboots? Mm, yeah, I wonder if people will respond to that. I feel like most people haven't seen them either, at least not in the modern age. But who knows? Most people, most people know the original just because of like cult status, because of like the the grim ending and the you know get your hands off for you damn dirty ape. Like, <laughs> yeah like famous line outside of that like it's it's a it's definitely a, a historical film it's critically well reviewed but yeah yeah maybe but yeah i think this new one looks pretty cool i'm and coming out next yeah year. It, it, so yeah my yeah memorial day that's is that may i don't know to be honest with you <laughs> Hold google. hey google when is memorial day in the United States of it's America, May. Memorial Day will be on Monday, May 27th, 2024. Okay, so Monday, May 27th, 2024. Summer, 2024. Kicking off the summer yeah. season sounds about right. Yeah, that's a, that would be a good... I think that would be a strong blockbuster. Um, you you want to react to the new Meg the Stallion video that just dropped like as we I would, I would like on the to. call? The only, only thing is... So when we were doing that trailer, I look like I've already seen it, but it was lagging hard for me. So I wasn't able to like 
back when you were reacting to them talking, it was still like the bird was still flying over Earth. And I was like, oh, so oh, we, we can try it, but it might be a little laggy. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll see, I guess. Can you hear, can hear it fine? fine. You, you seem like up to date. Like, yeah, you're not laggy or anything. Okay. Okay, so it might it might just be the video. Well, I guess we're we're okay. here for the visuals in the video. After, um... oh yeah, we get rap shit too. Is uh, season two should be starting? I think next week. So I'm excited. No one else cares, but well, I, I care. Gotta... I, uh, me I like care. Saw, I, gotta finish. I gotta catch up again. I <laughs> did, did you only watch, watch the first? first episode. Episode. I really liked it too. Shame. It was a really good first episode. All right, <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> I, all I need to see. Oh, you, should, you should catch up. I feel like it could be a fun discussion because literally no one else is talking about that show. And I no. bet you it's going to get canceled. It's crazy because it's the acclaimed show in the trailer. Always... Right. It's like people, it's Issa Rae. People like it. Um, all right. So let's react to, to uh, Cobra. And I guess I can tell a story about Meg after this because I got to finally see her uh, I guess technically again but really for the first time live and in concert this past uh, weekend yeah, we can talk about that a little bit but alright here is Cobra Bring some eggs um, yeah I did not know she rapped about some real shit like I know the yeah. only time I, the only other time I've seen her rap about some real shit was uh, right I think it was the first episode of, of uh, Gen V which we'll get into later because it was like a uh, rap anxiety and i was like oh i don't know she yeah. rapped about shit that wasn't about like coochie and money and i was like okay she rapped about some real shit yeah and the fact that it yeah no yeah yeah, yeah. i exactly. didn't listen to it outside of the that context of that episode but i really enjoyed it uh what i did here this song was so it, it does that thing where it's like if the beat was fired the way she's rapping is like bop 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 like but the context of what she's saying is like oh fuck like she's bringing this that same energy to that she uses for her more popular songs into this song that's about something very vulnerable and real for her and i think that's cool because it's like almost like an oxymoron Yeah, like she's still rapping with with confidence, even though ma the material the material content is like really sensitive. Uh, which it's like it's kind of a smorgasbord put with the visuals because I I guess it it falls in line with the theme of like Cobra's shedding skin. That's a pretty you know vulnerable time. Is like you're literally peeling your skin back and opening yourself up, yeah. but it doesn't make you any wow. less dangerous. Yeah, I like that. I like that correlation. Damn. Yeah, no, being somebody that's listened to Meg for an obscenely long amount of time at this point, um, this sounds like early Meg, if you've ever gone to her original music and listened to her rap. it. Um, I mean, she had confidence then, but it's, it's a tonality thing versus, like, times when she's, like, having more fun and is a little loose. She sounds... A little bit more serious and a little more hungry, but you can tell she—it's more refined. Yeah, because he's been doing this for a while. So it's, 
I'm gonna have to give it a, a, a couple more listens. Yeah, like the, the lyrics and the, the lyrics. Grab grab it's normally like, like, like <laughs> one or the other. But the fact that it was something that was like right. solid on, on all accounts, plus that end riff was really dope too. <laughs> yeah, that 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 final guitar solo was pretty dope uh, with the dance and everything. Um, so so I guess we can tie into before we get over to Gen V. Um, partner and I saw we were at one music fest down in Atlanta uh, this past weekend. So we saw a lot of different artists it was like Thames, Kendrick, uh, Smino, uh fucking killer mike project pat too short like it was a crazy long laundry list you know el debarge boosie fucking fabulous it was a crazy long list of people that were there but the primary reason we went um and spent the exorbitant amount of money that we did uh, was to see meg who was one of the biggest he- she might have been here's the weird thing kendrick lamar meg the stallion and Janet Jackson were all there this weekend. Weirdly enough, I think Meg, maybe maybe next to Kendrick, but Meg garnered the biggest crowd. D- don't get me wrong. Kendrick's a legend. Janet's a legend. But you can look and see who, like, saved or bookmarked because they had an app to follow, like, the schedule because there's so many back-to-back and it was scheduled all the fuck over. Which, side note, to ever organize one music and put fucking T-Pain on the Sprite stage, on the other side of the fucking venue, <laughs> count your fucking days. Your days are numbered. Rock Nation, you will crumble. Like, how dare you make me choose between Meg and T-Pain? I know where my allegiances lie. And T-Pain is a fucking legend. Why did you put him Damn. all the way on the other side of the goddamn park? You should have moved into a different time slot with all them fucking DJs you had on Saturday. That's besides the point. But Meg had the most, like, saved uh, of the schedules. And you could see hers was, like, 10,500s. Kendrick's was, like, 10,100. Wow. And and even Janet's, I think, was, like, 9,000. Now, don't get me wrong. I saw the sizes of those crowds from the top, except for Meg's, where I was down there in the fucking pit. Um, Like, Kendrick, amazing performance. Really great. Did a bunch of classics, old old music and stuff off of Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Here and Janet was really fire, even though we were on our way out and didn't get one get stuck in the traffic. It's still good. Meg was insane, kind of like being around that energy. But she's also, despite being like arguably one of the the most popular uh, female rappers in hip hop right now, um, very like she's fine as fuck. She's a, a good dancer, but she seems fun and down to earth because she was doing a lot of crowd interaction and calling people on stage to like dance and everything. And she was so like lighthearted and like bubbly. It was infectious being among hundreds of thousands of people and still feeling like you could have got picked to hang out with Meg. Like she's the homie. She'd be like, yeah, you over there with the blonde hair. Yeah, you with the pigtails. I want you. Come on. Come on. Is a, you oh girlfriend here? That's so sweet. Like she's extremely personable. I'm like, see, lyrical ability and talent is one thing, but she just just has a really dope personality. Um, but man, nigga, listen, <laughs> I gotta keep it real. 
<laughs> keep it real. Keep it real. Megan's fine as fuck in HD. In HD. <laughs> from up from the big ass screen and from a distance, she was fine. Like, there's multiple videos that my partner got of me standing right behind them, just like, Lord, have mercy. Oh, my Jesus. God help me. Just reacting to the yams yamming, the titties tittying. It was like, it was unreal. She looks like she was sculpted out of God's favorite clay. Mm. Like, there was a mold that was broken when, when, when God was done with Meg. There's a handful of women out there where it's like, ah, shit, I can't make another one of these. She's one of them. <laughs> it's like, it's like, ah, finally done. Now to make more. And he stumbled and dropped the shit. It's like, ah, fuck. Guess I'll go make Thames. <laughs> Good thing this one won't break. This one, this one won't break. Shit, not another one. <laughs> oh, well. Guess I'll try again with those Bailey sisters. No, damn it. Another pair broke. <laughs> Keeps making these perfect molds and breaking them shits just over his knees. I think it's intentional at this point. I'm going to bring you some of the most beautiful black women this world has to offer throughout all of history and then snap that tablet over my leg <laughs> and make a whole new one. Because <laughs> Thames was there too. Thames sounded beautiful. Thames, fucking drop dead gorgeous. Snap. There goes that tablet. Oh yeah, there's only one Thames. I go. There's only one Thames. And if there is a second Thames, she's animated in the in a 1994 movie called The Lion King. The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> and her name is Nala. Like just snapping tablets over and over again. Those molds are being broken left <laughs> and right. But man, Meg. Oh, it was a a a beat. My. So we were, we also we were there for Bryson Tiller's performance, and Bryson was really really good, despite his visuals being trippy as fuck, so you could barely see him, which was on purpose because he's just one of them shadowy, mysterious ass R and B niggas. Um, so we were standing up basically all. Th so we've been on our feet. We we've been up since six that day. Um, so we were on our feet at the concert uh, or at the festival most of the day. So we get to Bryson. Bryson was at six. We stood up all through Bryson. Then there was some mediocre ass, low key, whack ass DJ between Bryson and Meg. So I've been on my feet for like a smooth two, two and a half hours at this point after walking around all day. I think I got 18,000 steps a day. So my knees hurt, my ankles hurt, the bottom of my feet hurt. I'm over here shifting and adjusting, waiting for Meg. The minute Meg touched foot on that stage, my knees healed. I felt no more pain in my feet. <laughs> I my my spirit was lifted. My skin cleared. My crops were fertilized. My like my sinuses Got cleared up. Everything was perfect for the next hour and twenty minutes. Of and then and I'm like, you know what? After seeing Meg, I literally felt better. I was in less pain. Then I was going into it, you know, it came back, but it was less severe. I'm like, okay, let's go find a spot to sit. Cause I was coasting off of pure adrenaline for that whole shit. And that girl, medicine. just like back to back songs, old and new. She, she did her fucking thing. She's a very, she's a fantastic. She, I think Meg is here to stay. 
I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to wood. I want to jinx that. I think Meg is here to stay. I I would debatably call her like, like Kendrick is a once in a generation artist, but I think as far as entertainment goes, Meg is definitely up there. She knows how to put on a fucking show and have fun with it. Like Janelle Monae out of this fucking world. Can't touch her. Chloe Bailey or, or, or can't touch them. Chloe Bailey on the rise. Meg, Meg got something to her. Like she knows her fans. She knows her fan base. She knows what the fuck to do. Mm. You know, she makes you feel it. like makes you feel fun. Makes you feel included. Like I'm over here saying the lyrics to songs that I want. I suck at lyrics. I'm calling out almost every single fucking lyric in this show. But I'm also a stand, so it is what it is. You love that. Yeah, Meg was awesome. dope. Um, and I, I like Cobra. I'm curious to see what will become of her future projects. Did she already? Uh, did she drop an album already this year? Is she drop, or is she gonna? No, she's she's kind of been on a bit of a silent sabbatical for a while. I think just for her own mental health. The only thing she's been posting is videos of her working out in the gym on TikTok over to her experiences at shows with her voiceover. Yep. And that's about it. And and they're cute. They're cute little videos. I'm happy for her. She took a well deserved yeah, break. I'm dropping them over the um, I'm excited to August of last year. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see what she got coming down the pipeline. Um I know we got we got any more Meg thoughts till we go over to, to another beautiful black woman. Mm, uh no. No, I'm happy that you had that experience and that music video was really cool and I really like the song. Yeah. yeah. Um all right. Let's you talk it. about Gen V. That shit was crazy. Um My finale. Why? Mad. Hoes are mad. <laughs> that that finale made my jaw drop. So f- full spoilers for Gen V spin off to the boys while we talk about it. Um so the finale just dropped as we're recording this on I guess now Friday. Um holy fuck. That this is a fascinating series because it it grew on me. I'm glad they dropped those first three episodes. It grew on me really it's a great, fast. Like it's on par um, with the boys, I feel. In a very different kind of show, I agree. Even though it still has that undertone to it, it's the more innocent side. Even innocent is relative, but more innocent side to that the deep side It's more grounded. It yeah, is it is grounded, yes. I think the boys is is grounded too, I mean, as grounded as you can be, but like this is showing like the adolescent side of the dark, fucked up side of the boys, where the the boys is like the tip top of like, oh, this shit's corrupt from the roots. Yeah. And and I think one of the differences too is like the boys centers on people that are they're supposed to be discreet. They're supposed yeah. to be kind of on the fringe. The I, I think for Gen V, they're people that are on like they're seeing the world uh as like regular citizens that happen to have powers so these are like uh, ostensibly just like regular old people not it's like you got your layman uh who discover a conspiracy and then you got like the people on the fringe who've known about it forever and are trying to dismantle it and that's the difference is is like oh my god you know Capitalism is fucked up versus the people that are like we've been trying to destroy right. this shit for decades. Like we've been fighting against this shit forever. So it's like that's that's the difference. It's like it, it, yeah. the perspective. 
it's a yeah, different perspective. Yeah, because uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, they they don't know. Yeah, obviously they don't know the corruption of Vod itself. They just know the school is corrupt. They don't know the Vod is so corrupt. Which is like like a micro. Scale. Yeah, it's like things are you know it's, things are so bad here. Yeah, yeah, it's like something that's micro to this larger problem. And I feel I liked. Well, first of all, we can just get into the the whole series, and then do you want to start with the 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 whole series? Or do you want to start with the finale? <clears throat> Uh, we we can go through the through the series and and obviously like touch okay. on the finales. The thing I liked about this show was the fact that in a show like The Boys, we're seeing from like the ground up, right? We're, our main characters, our protagonists, are the is Huey and the boys, and then we see we have obviously right. Starlight, and then we have right. uh, Maeve, who's kind of like ambiguous, I guess. She's leaning more. She's leaning more good. But then, but what we know is the the seven, the top heroes are corrupt. And with this one, we follow the heroes, mm-hmm. and these are like the good guys, and like the the humans are the bad guys. With the context of of this show, which was right, it's like reverse from the ground level. And right. like Marie Moreau, instantly. That's the one thing I. See. I really like Marie. The cast I re- is great. And, like for you to launch this everybody be likable the cast is amazing like they really did their thing with the casting it's it's impressive like how but they all have different personalities but even like the ones that aren't likable i think still work and even gr- you grow to like them when you get yeah. a better understanding and it's the, the thing i also think um, about the show is the fact that mm-hmm. i could never predict what was going to happen it never went where i thought it was going to go no, this this shit. Okay, there was one moment that, but it was like it was a writing on the wall situation, and it was the end of episode seven. Oh, that she was gonna kill Teddy with, uh, yeah. No, not no, not that. After that, in the oh, uh, yeah, parking, it was coming from Milo. Like, like that, that that one. I'm like, I'm you, know like, what, oh, you know how it works. We gonna miss you, bro. Of course. <laughs> Right. He was too hopeful. It's, it's, it's like, and you're the old you're the old person that, that has proof of this. Yeah, it's just me. I'm like, shouldn't have said that. You should have fucking lied. <laughs> should have fucking Man. lied. He's just like, oh <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Wait a second. Hey, there's no <laughs> but, well, yeah. Man. Stupid. <laughs> but yeah, that was the only thing I thought was telegraph. Oh. But like for episode which one was it? up until like episode um was it four or five where uh homegirl wiped their memories so up to the point where they all got to the house i was, was like oh okay they're gonna make them the superhero team of their own nope <laughs> that's not what the fuck we're doing here because uh immediately kate went bad and then this bitch she turned him into a sociopath in the finale feel nothing what crazy oh, you yeah absolutely bonkers behavior it's it's wild that kate is like the amalgamation of rogue and magneto mm, yeah right did you catch that that's the wildest fucking combination which i did not so expect because she went from well. like like the this girlfriend character who was just like kind of there supportive like a little a little mousy like yeah she's part of the team so like oh no she worked for the bad guys to oh she's like the biggest threat we have here 
which is wild. I love when like her her eyes would get red yeah. too. Like that was so sick. I would... Yeah, it gave her a cool eerie look. Look, even I liked Golden Boy in the first episode, and when everything went down, and he kind of went on his little suicide homicide spree. I was, he was like, I thought he was going to be, I thought this show was going to be a lot more stereotypical than it was, where it's because like, he could be a douchey frat boy party bro. No, yeah. he was nice to Marie. He was nice to ever. He was legitimately a good dude. I'm like, damn, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing him in, in like next season of the boys with the seven. This is definitely the boys 3.5 because everything that goes on here is set up yeah. for season four. In a also, lot of ways. something I'll say about the ending of the episode. One, I didn't expect it, but two, I love the way the hand Homelander coming I, in. Oh my I was god! Like, yeah. Go ahead, bro. I, I, I didn't think shit. they were actually like, going to get no. him to come in. I was so scared. When, when they said call Homelander, <laughs> I'm like, I mean, yeah, they could they could get Anthony Starr to show up probably, but. He's probably not gonna do it for like the spinoff show. Then here comes this nigga <laughs> floating from the heavens. I'm like, oh no. And then we see how it unfolds. And when I stopped and thought about it, I'm like, this is so because I'm because we don't know what happened. And like, I'm like the uh, fact that how do they even spin it that way? That's that's the crazy part to me. I was I I because I, I know what they did. And it's set up earlier on. It's about playing to their base. The two white kids that go that tag up team with Homelander to stop the invasion of a bunch of minorities. You got the bi-gender Asian kid, the black girl with blood powers, um, the black guy who's like the son of a hero, like a fallen hero who's in the hospital who damn near killed the new studio and like the YouTube popular uh uh girl with like body mm. dysmorphia like body issues and shit no they're so easy to yeah, pin it on that, wow and it's crazy cuz i'm like is this versus like the sad white girl and the despondent brother of fucking golden boy who yeah. had a mental break it's just easier to spin. And when, when the, cause that's, that's what blew my mind with the ending. I'm like, I'm like, wait, what's Homelander doing? What are you doing, bro? Cause they, cause they gave the call to Marie. It's like, Marie, go in and, and kill him and take it out. They were never, oh, no. they were never going to let her in the seven. Like, I, like, yeah, we knew she wasn't going to be the first black woman in the seven unless Newman was able to get her plan to go to fruition. But, yeah. Kate fucked it up actually by doing her fuck shit, but Kate gets to walk and away. Sam, pretty Sam's much now a, from being a prisoner to a hero now to the society, which which is crazy, wild. That and that ending was bonkers. Immediately, uh, and I'm like, I need a season two immediately. But I guess we can lightly touch on this um, while the writer strike has ended. Congrats for that. Glad they've reached an amicable deal. The SAG AFTRA has not. So, so I think they, we still ain't getting shit for resume a while. conversations like either this weekend or next week, something like that. I believe so, as as of this recording. They did have a meeting for negotiation, but apparently the point they mm. keep getting stuck on is the AI thing. Yeah. 
and and the use of uh, AI in relation to actors seems to be the the primary sticking point. I'm not. I'm impressed that they were able to reach a a as far as the details I know about it, a relatively moderate and controlled decision with the writers. They seem a lot more sticky with yeah. the actors. I'm not sure why. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I can think of a reason, but like very, I, I wonder if it's because they've already used it and they oh, basically have to go, go back I think now? they have. Yeah. I think there's evidence that they've yeah. used it. Yeah, they might have to backpedal and be like, fuck, Ooh. we already used it for a bunch of shit. Yeah, I feel we like- We agree to this. I guess. I. That's I'm my guess. to see what the is deal it, itself actually is, just because the thing with the, the AI likeness thing, right? Or like using AI, because the, the, so, yeah. there's so many different facets to that, I feel. Like, I feel like maybe it shouldn't be a, I feel like it should be a case-by-case actor-to-actor contract thing versus like a actor nationwide thing. Um, yeah. Oops. Yeah, I mean, I like, I think James Earl Jones gave, uh, rights to basically him and his family receive uh what's the word like compensation for the ai usage of his voice for future like star wars projects which i think i I think if you're the one signing signing that is basically a release i think that's fine i think that's probably what uh actors are advocating for is like don't don't let ai just be the baseline because it's cheap and yeah quick i agree with that i don't think they should like but i feel like if you end this up like an actor wants that to be their use or their how do they get significant if they get but also visuals or or proper compensation i feel like that's okay yeah because because i remember like around the time or prior to the strike it's like oh they're offering people 300 dollars to have a ai scan of their likeness that could be used as uh, to be extras in movies and i'm like get the whole fuck out of here with no residuals get absolutely not absolutely not um yeah, so that's just, I guess we'll just see how things progress, but it's still supporting uh, the actors in that. Um, but yeah, getting back to Gen V, it's like, uh, it, it didn't really seem like no, it had it was any a pretty fat lean on it. show, and it was just as. Yeah, like it, it's eight episodes. It's a smooth watch. Every episode ends on a strong cliffhanger, yeah. in my opinion. And I'm mad because I'm like, the events and what happened, fucking, I guess it does feel like a finale. Cause like the way it ended, I was like, you can't leave me like that for a year plus. You just leave them in that room for the next year and a year and a half to two years. Unless and and it, it seems like it's setting up for, yeah, it, it's, also, it seems like it's setting another up right factor, into which I feel like place. they play into their escape is the fact that Kate, not Kate, what's her name? Trinky, uh, the girl, who, uh, the girl who can uh, change her size. Which one? Emma. She can oh, now cricket. Uh, Emma, Emma slash cricket, cricket can now change shape without having to use her uh, her trigger. And that was interesting. Um, you know, and one of the things I think that's interesting is like all of their powers indicate what their like traumas or, or issues are, so they, they wear it right on their sleeves almost literally you know it's like uh like marie with the self-harm and um uh emma with with the like binging and purging and and jordan with just like the the gender related matters though they clearly accept themselves i I thought that was very much an interesting play that the different 
uh, genders that they'd swap between also had different abilities. Um, so, okay, I guess if I have a minor critique in terms of performance, I think for the most part, they're they're good and they're cohesive. I do think Andre, uh, ironically, the one with the Magneto powers, um, his acting oh, fell okay. a little flat at times. Like it was a little more... It was emotion, in my but opinion, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I never had. He he seems very, very low key. He seems very very like low key in terms of his delivery. So it's like he could like. I I could tell when he was emoting. It just seemed a, a little bit lower key in certain regards. So you know, like well, like when he was worried about his dad and stuff like that. Yeah, I I got it and I believed him. It'd be like other moments in between that kind of it, it kind of ebb and flow. So it's like of the but I I think so goddamn Marie's story uh is on par, if not worse, than Huey's beginning. That though that is one of the most brutal openings I've ever yeah, seen. I think for it. And I guess show. we'll eventually uh meet Marie's sister. Because we don't one, we don't know what she looks like. Yeah. We don't know what she's up to. Three, we don't know if she has powers yeah. herself. That's true. That's true. We don't know if they yeah. they both were on Compound V. I'll be very curious to see where the show goes. Like, man, and I think that I'm gonna make a prediction now that I feel like Gen V can go longer than the boys can. Like, I feel like if, even if you end the boys next season, you can still continue on with Gen V. Even though it is directly to to, to Vought, but I feel like the boys and the main seven I, players feel like they've been on on a trajectory of crumbling down. Whereas Gen V Gen V has made a smart decision by not yeah. naming it the college because this show can live beyond whatever happened in the <laughs> fucking god you so fucking pretentious. But no, I. I'd be inclined to agree. I think the boys could probably cap it season five or six, given the, no, the season like lengths. Because they, they don't overstay their welcome. Um I think Gen V can go a little longer only because the perspective is different. Because it's a lot more of like the general population perspective of the world. They react more to the things that are caused by the leads of the boys. So it's like, if the boys do something um, that fucks with Vought and it makes the news, like their, their understanding of Homelander oh, no. is not the same as the boys. The boys know, they've run into him enough to know that he's just a massive flying douchebag. Like even the conversation about um, uh, Indira's, which that death, death shocked the fuck out of me. Um, like episode six Wait, onwards, Indira, it just goes who's Indira fucking again? full gas. But um, oh, Shetty, the Dean. Oh yeah, I Shetty's death was crazy. Yeah, because no, the not the scene that they actually yeah, get to Shetty. I was like, oh, I feel like she could die. I didn't know where I didn't know where Homegirl stood. I was like, is she? But because of when we, she goes back to Shetty. I didn't know either. And she's like, uh, Shetty like swindles her. She's like, you're telling the truth. And she's like on her lap. And I'm like, no, she won her back. And then the next scene, she's like controlling Shetty. And it's like, oh, fuck. 
Samantha murders her. I'm like, what happens at this college? Like, there's a massacre on the college. Yeah. And, ooh, the fact that it's over too. <gasps> the fact that it's over. Oh no. And then it says the uh, the massacre. And the last thing we see is from Marie's perspective is that Homelander shoots her. Do you feel like Homelander killed all the kids in the college? And then, and then pinned it on. Um, I don't think so. Oh, they, okay. well, they said they said twelve people. Gotta be more, if I remember. No way. So I'm guessing that. Okay. So I'm guessing that that's students and the okay. escapees. <laughs> we, we, we also, that scene where Marie used the the blood um, of all the dead bodies was sick. That was dope as fuck. Mar- Marie has a really dope power set, and I thought it was cool yeah. that she was bonding with a uh, with <laughs> Newman. Um, I still remember when when Shetty was like, uh, "I what? I'm kind of of two minds of, of one moment though, where um, Shetty was basically blaming the soups because her husband yeah, and, and kid died in that plane crash because of Homelander." So that that's one of the moments where like the boys and Gen V overlap, where it's like, oh wait, the, things are a little bigger, but then they kind of go back to their own uh, separate perspectives. Um, I thought that was cool that it kind of lived and died with her. But when she's like, um, "It's nothing against you, it's your species," and something about xenophobia coming from inside <laughs> the house from a brown woman feels off. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things of either, especially yeah, yeah. saying it to like I think she said it to Marie, if I recall, like like all all of them were in the room, but who it was directed towards was like was Marie, um, is like from a brown woman to a black woman, that feels either you as a writer very much know the implication of a lot more like internalized racist kind of like not dog whistles but it's like it's a weird it's a it's a distinct lack of self-awareness where it's like you know it's like oh they don't give a fuck about uh it's like i hate you undertone for racism because of the fact that you and your kind do as an extra noting that like self-hatingness to it because it's an allegory for racism Yes. Yeah, so it's like either you as a writer are <laughs> hyper-conscious and did that on purpose to kind of raise the eyebrow, oh. or you were not paying attention, and you just kind of like, uh-huh. ha this will get them. <laughs> right. The, the, the hood going to go crazy for this one, when it's like, hey, yeah, you know, it's in your... I, I think it's like, the implication was to be more genocidal Ooh, and xenophobic. But it's like, well, baby, this is just like a, a weird racial thing all of a sudden. And it felt like it was out of nowhere. The bigotry wasn't like, oh, they killed my, my you know, the, those soups killed my family. They're just a bunch of thugs. Like, I get that. They were bringing the uh, race aspect into it. It just felt like weird the, for a moment. It kind of took the me off. The stuff. Like when Sam went with with um the kid with the cap to the concert, it was like, yeah, what about us? And what about our people? You know, so I think they added that extra layer of race to it because I feel like now that we're have the awareness that soups are more prevalent, 
than we thought they are. Because yeah, at first it seemed like yeah, there are superheroes across the country, but they're kind of like sprinkled. This may seem like okay, they're a significant part of the population, or maybe that's just the concentration of the college. Right. But the fact that now there's going to be this species war right. that was sparked by the college is fascinating. Because like yeah, species war with the the implications of what that bomb was going to do at the school or to the world. Yeah, it's going to have implications on the, the world of the boys. And I'm curious to see mm-hmm. how that affects things. And also made me think, had Butcher had the knowledge of what was going on in the woods and with the mm. that bomb, what would he do with that information? Yeah, because like the development of that... Um that contagion i thought that was immensely fascinating where it's like we can now we can uh have the power to kill off soups and even shetty's conversation with i can't remember the 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 white chick's name the uh like security officer or whatever she was talking about is it amanda yeah basically just like look killing off all the soups isn't going to bring your family back you need to like you can't go about this because of revenge it's not like it's not a wise thing to do which I get, you, oh, you're talking about uh, in the alley. You're talking about, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just check. Well, who's yeah. also who is she talking to? Yeah, yeah. Who was who, who she on the phone with? And, and the other part is like, why does? I mean, I can think of why Newman wants the the uh, the illness, you know, the 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 super AIDS or whatever. Now, do you, now do, do you think the super AIDS is something that's going to come back? in the boys proper you think they're going to save that for gen b season two? i feel like that's definitely coming up in season four because butcher's going to be the one to, to kind of kickstart. so yes this is essential watching for the boys season four yeah i i agree like when we got the trails i'm like oh that's an interesting premise it's gonna be like a dark take on the x-men it's gonna be like a satire of that no not re- like power sets sure this is simultaneously uh like an exploration into mental illness while also being balanced with like a mystery drama about like super people being prop like not only propositioned as a new race of humanity but also possibly facing like a genocide like we haven't really seen people outside of but well we haven't seen normal people that hate soups really to this degree until we met somebody like shetty like but and even still it's a more personal reason but they saw the conversation during the debate with so you butcher hates soups yeah i was saying it's like aside from butcher and his butcher and shetty's reasons are both personal but then we saw like that debate about newman uh trying to talk and then the soups have to stand up for themselves because like hey we're not being we don't want to be treated like second class citizens almost because we're different yeah yeah i'm i'm really curious to see where this goes you know especially with Mm, fucking marie's treatment at that orphanage too literally a second class citizen so it's interesting because we brought some of that us versus them mentality in with homelander and i feel like he has some of that maybe with him and his son but i feel like He's not above killing his own kind. He made it seem like you killed no. your own kind, kind of thing. Like it made they added him to that 
that thematic of like we're a different race than the humans and we're like superior but he views himself as superior above everybody so i thought it was interesting that they wrote him in that that way of like how could you kill well, your own kind kind of thing well when we got to the end i figured that that was basically him saving faith him yeah he's playing for the story that they're gonna spin later i can't think that he's not in the loop especially with uh like the the primary uh ceo of vaught being out i can't remember the guy's name john carlos Esposito's character um so basically him being damn near the, at the top of a vaught aside from the board and he kill him so that i think was more an act of just like <gasps> you're at the school for superhumans and you're killing your other fellow superhumans marie moreau <laughs> you're you're the bad guy here marie mm. see everybody let's all point at the bad guy here the black girl with the blood powers i the uber white man will protect the rest of the surviving student body it was a spin he's literally i took it as a spot yeah he he did it there for the image of here comes homelander again savior to all friend of the community protecting the safe white children from this dirty negress and her little queer friends you know it's like these 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 dirty filthy real the real problem are like these soups that go unchecked you know these these soups that come from lower classes than us you know we want to go out there and make movies and be true heroes and help the world while these like dirty lower class soups just want to fuck everything up and hurt people uh oh where'd he go all right that was weird um what was the last thing we were talking about we were talking about gen v and the boys yeah and remember the last thing we were referring to I remember you talking about Homelander and you're talking about like the pinning it on Homelander. Oh yeah. And... It, was, it was racism the whole time, I tells ya. Or, yeah, pin, pinning pinning it on our protagonists. Um yeah, I'm curious to see what these characters in Gen V are our good soups will be like meeting the boys if that ever yeah. occur. What does that crossover look like? Right. Cause like because, yeah, the thing I love it, because it's like, that's the, the thing I love about this spin is the fact we have these good-hearted soups mm-hmm. who are, for the first time, really, other than Starlight, but those are our leads, all of the soups who are following them in this corrupt world. Mm-hmm. And they don't know, they're like, they're so innocent to the fact of how deep the corruption goes, or even that this corruption is all, at all, because these kids barely just found out that, oh, Homelander's... No, no, they knew Homelander was kind of a piece of shit because of the, uh, didn't the video of him and the plane get leaked? I think it did, yeah. Yeah, so I think that happened at the end of, I can't remember what season, maybe season three? Because like, they were talking about the fact that he eviscerated some random dude's head off at like a rally. So, yeah, I guess we just got to see where it goes. But yeah, this was a great season of TV. I thought yeah. it. It was, it was really good, especially for like... It, cape related tv Um, what's interesting too is like you kind of don't 
while I do think it's incremental to the boys, I don't think it's required that you watch the boys, which is very interesting. Kinda, it might be required. Here's the thing, though. Right. To get to get like the full context, yeah. Like I wouldn't recommend starting here, but you could somewhat because it's a fresh slate. Here's the thing: it's a fresh slate. It's largely removed from the plot of the boys. But if you were to watch the show before the boys, you would get spoiled on things that happen in that show. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like I wouldn't say watch this out of order from the boys. Watch the boys and just naturally progress to this. But if you're only going to watch it you could for the most part and still have a still a, a pretty strong narrative yeah I which agree. is a uh, says a lot you know great great acting great visuals really strong writing um yeah i don't have any issues i'm excited for season two whenever that i hope we get a season two yeah uh, they, i think they, or, they confirmed it yeah because the views are, yeah. are up they the weekly yeah. model works for them Okay, and maybe we'll see some of these characters pop up in season four of the boys, which I think is next year. Next year I think. Yeah, um, I think I think the fact that they know nobody except for Emma knows that she can use her her size changing without her ability. I think that'll help them escape. Yeah, and I guess we'll see the limits of Kate's power also that she has that arm blown clean off. I actually thought Murray was going to blow off the other arm until fucking homebody showed up. I was surprised she blew off like half of her arm. I was like, well, yo, cause when she was going to touch her, I was like, Oh, Marie, you can like in theory cripple her hand. So she can't do anything with them. Yeah. I, I think in kind of like with her parents in the shock of the moment, she lost control and just, right and it's crazy versus somebody like newman where it's where it's deliberate yeah and i thought it was interesting that when they met there's this correlation between the two because apparently they have the same powers but yeah that's interesting because we haven't seen a lot of those but the but then again like uh two of them get powers from their own dads uh, andre and uh uh translucent you know, his son was the the RA. But the thing is, when when uh, Newman uses her powers, her eyes turn white. So I'm like, do they have the same powers? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're just like they seem very they seem very very similar. I don't, I'm not gonna say they're 100 percent the same, but they're pretty darn close. It's definitely like they're both blood manipulators. Right. Now, yeah. To what degree and detail? I think is kind of TBD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she. Because in theory, can yeah. control bodies. She's essentially a bloodbender. And if you know, she is a bloodbender. Yeah. So straight up, straight up. So what we've seen from shows like Avatar, if you can harness that power, mm-hmm. you can kind of be pretty unstoppable. You can do anything you want to anybody, pretty much. She's she's a god tier character, in my opinion. So when she showed up, I'm like, holy. F- she's broken oh man i felt so bad for her but i also got it the fact that even though shetty was a shitty person when she killed when um when kate killed her it brought like her trauma back she's like no i have to save them even though like right she's someone who's bad i have to be this hero because i because i'm not a bad person because if i don't save her yeah and the sister and and i think 
And I think one of the most traumatic things was when Kate was like, don't help. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, you bitch. This is evil. Yeah. yeah, fucking crazy. And the fact that oh, that still blew my mind. She was like, feel nothing to Sam. I'm like, yo. I'm just real. I'm realizing too. It's like Kate. Kate is like a top tier, like white feminist villain too. Mm down to how they spun the the story because a lot of these issues are because kate fucked up in a lot of ways and doesn't want to own up to the fact that maybe she's wrong yeah so she's really stuck in her way because i felt like it's a little yeah it's like it's like don't you want to be free of the system it's like bitch people are right, dying the, what yeah, are you talking about the thing about? with this chick though is that she's having this this revelation or this uh this emergence into this newfound power because ironically the fact that she's the most she felt so powerless and she's ironically one of the most powerful people within this world if she can touch you she can control right. you but the fact that she was being controlled by by shetty and vaught or and godokin and whatnot it because she the fact she had to take these meds she was the one who was at the the whims of the people or of, of shetty so the fact that she's angry and now using that power is a dangerous combination and i'm curious to see how right. the boys right i'm curious to see i know i was i know we talked touching the race aspect of it but i'm like they literally <clears throat> i don't know because i don't know if ashley knows the no nobody knows nobody from vaught knows about the the bomb about the contagion only a newman yeah no nobody knows uh and anybody that would know is is dead or locked up in that little cell because the only person who knows is uh that's alive <laughs> is like newman yeah. and marie i think yeah and i don't think marie has told the other kids because they had their fucking white girl yeah marie jordan and newman yeah yeah also i thought that was a weird can we just talk about episode seven for a second that was a weird way of getting our characters in the know the fact that, that doctor went into her office randomly drunk and then pissed in in chetty's bottle <laughs> and, like <laughs> talking about this shit out loud i was waiting for them to show the scene where she drank it right right damn we never got it get an old granny moment from uh, Man of Steel or from uh, BVS. Oh, fucking Granny's Peach Tea. God, it was stupid there. The boys, <laughs> it would at least make sense. Right. It's supposed to be cynical, but not the fuck it. We're not going to get into that fucking movie. <laughs> Granny's Peach Tea. Thank you, Elastigirl, for that enlightening image of Mark Zuckerberg sticking his dick into a, a glass vase, <laughs> into a mason jar full of piss <laughs> um, it was so no genevieve's really really good yeah genevieve's right no. i'm excited to see uh where it goes and excited to see the boys yeah. and how it ties in whenever that comes back yeah they use their budget well on this show they really, they really feel like fake or anything even like homelander i could tell it was wires but it still yeah. looks good that was the one part that it looked, looks really, really good to me i'm like oh this is definitely wires and i don't know i don't know if i've ever had that feeling 
in in the I think it was the speed he was descending. It was the speed and the distance in which they were using to have him because he was, Yeah, because it was like he was traveling the same speed for a long time. So you could tell there's just people just <laughs> lowering the shit down just while he has to stay there. <laughs> yeah, they use him sparingly but effectively. Cause Yes, I, I agree. Yeah, because we don't know the, those characters don't know how corrupt he is. They just know that he is some semblance of corrupt, but they don't know that how right. much evil he's done. Don't know how shysty this skinny ass nigga is. <laughs> right. And how intimidating he is. I feel like he brought that that energy and that power to the boys, even though it was only very briefly. Right. <coughs> okay. Um, I think we did it. Mm. Great. I think we did. Uh, do we want to talk about Spidey? Hell yeah, I want to talk about Spidey. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, editing Will here. I just wanted to let you know that um, this is going to be another fun little two-parter. So if you're looking for our socials, you can find us on YouTube at Will the Greatest, and Aaron is over doing reactions on the Real Rejects channel. If you want to find us on Instagram, mine is also still Will the Greatest, while Aaron's is the real Aaron Alexander, you know, two A's. And then if you want to find us on TikTok, you can find me on Will.TheGreatest. You can also find Aaron under AaronAlexander64. And my phone just went off. But yeah, uh, tune in next time for part two, where we talk all about our spoiler review for Spider-Man 2 for the PS5. See you then.